Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Today on CityCast Chicago, on this Valentine's Day, we're sharing Chicago love stories. We look back at conversations with our favorite couples. I share a love story of my own. And we hear some of your stories about falling in love with Chicago and falling in love in Chicago. It's Monday, February 14th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. Here we are, all alone, you and me, privacy. I wanna talk back to him, make love to him, him. black people outside. Chevy Lanier and Cam Stanton are behind the popular and hilarious TikTok channel, Black People Outside. And while they're raising the visibility of black folks in the outdoors, they're also just cute as hell. I'm thinking it's a critter following us because of all this rustling. Come to find out, somebody's snacking. Watch that step now. (laughs) I found out last spring that they're just as cute in real life. They took me on a hike at the Captain Daniel Wright Forest Preserve northwest of Chicago, and I asked them all about their love story. How how long have y'all known each other? I read an article that said y'all kind of grew up on the same part of the city, but... So, yeah, for the, um, we grew up together. Well, Wait, not really. Go ahead. All right. Let's see. That's why I didn't say nothing. Me, like, me, 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 <laughs> me, No, so um, we grew up on the same block. Um, I knew her brothers, but I didn't. We never truly one on one had any like interactions like that. We went to separate ways for life. She traveled across the world, but um, one of our mutual friends had a baby shower. So we're like. One T two, Dan Ryan. Yeah. Dan Ryan. Oh, yeah. So you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, the homies had a uh, cookout, and uh, I saw over there. I was like, "Hello, <laughs> how you doing?" And then but so yeah. we saw each other at the baby shower, and he was cheesing at me. He was like, "I like your outfit," or something. <laughs> no, he said, "I like your nails." He told me he liked my nails, and I was like, "What well, guy be paying attention to nails?" And so from that point on, I was like, "Okay, it's cool." So we started hanging out. That was like five years ago. And we used to just take little side adventures together, like going on rock climbing and just walking around the city, just like little tiny stuff, not a lot. I hadn't been camping or hiking or anything, um, even throughout college. And when the pandemic came around, I was like, you know, I just really want to get back in touch with nature again. And so that's when Cam was like, let's go to the Tetons. And I had never really heard of it before. That was our first, yeah, like vacation of the sort. Like just, okay. you know, because you don't really know people till you either live with them or travel with mm-hmm. them. And you said you fell back in love with being outdoors. Yeah, I was crying when I saw the stars in the Tetons. It was so many. 28, and I was like, man, it took me 28 years to see this. I've seen Amsterdam, I've seen Iceland, I've seen all the Eiffel Tower, I've been down to Bali, I've been in Thailand, like, I've been everywhere, but ain't seen stars like this. This is crazy. Like, I was crying. And I'm like, no, all my, all my black friends, come on, I'm about to tell y'all, come on, let's go. Tetons, stars, let's do it.
while Chevy and Cam are getting outside, Dario Durham and Sarah Fada are getting out to eat. Dario and Sarah are behind the podcast 77 Flavors of Chicago, where each week they eat in one of the city's neighborhoods. Sarah is a chef who was born in Jordan, and Dario is a comedian who grew up in Chicago. The couple met at a comedy show. We met right before the pa- We met like November of 2019, and we our relationship got a little more serious, probably towards like January, February. Um, and then we moved in in March. And then, and then the out. world changed. <laughs> Yep. All of it. Um, but it didn't it didn't feel that way. We we quickly found out that we're both like pretty creative people. Mm-hmm. And so first thing we started doing was like we would do date nights every Saturday. So one Saturday it'd be me and then it would be him. And he like cooked. Like he made hey. like he hey. would follow a recipe, <laughs> he would go out and get things, and he does not cook. Like let me tell you, he does not <laughs> they get cook it. All right. They get uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> she barely got it out and he was like, they understand all they, they understand. <laughs> What what a lot of people need to understand with Sarah and I over the pandemic is because, you know, you move in as a new couple during a, such a crazy event. Right. And you think that's going to be tough. Right. And it really wasn't. You know, what I mean, because like me, I mean, we both even kill people. We got our backgrounds and we just want some happiness at the end of the day. The pandemic allowed us to like not not do what everybody traditionally says. Oh, y'all gonna fall out. Y'all gonna break up. You know what I mean? Like, no, we we actually learned to be together. I think the world needed to learn to be together during the pandemic. We needed this break more than we knew. We also said, let's be creative. We have our jokes. We we laugh, Joe, and we had that that fun chemistry. We, sometimes we joke and we're like, we're tricking people to listening to us on date night. Like that's <laughs> you're kind of true though. Talk, talk about our date night. What's something that each of you have learned about your co-host, your partner, that you really admire? So I think for me, it's how quickly he learns things. Like when we bought all this equipment, we didn't know how to use it. And it took him like a day and he set up the website himself. He made all of, he makes all of our like digital stuff. He edits the podcast. He does all the sound stuff. Man. Oh man, that was so nice. I know. I'm about to cry. (laughs) Dario, you got to follow that up, my boss. I got got you. I got you. Uh, I told her this a bunch of times. Um, her creativity is the reason why we here, reason why I even say, yes, let's do it. You know what I mean? Because like, you know, we live together, we work together, and now you want to be creative together in the public eye. She's a star and she's creative. And I think that is showing now where I'm like, all right, if I need somebody I need to rely on, I know I got her right here for the creativity part of it. She's going to bring it every episode. So dope. You can hear more from Sarah and Dario and Cam and Chevy in our full episodes with them. We got links in the show notes and we'll drop their socials. And like Sarah and Dario, some of y'all also came together over food. Listen to Adam Peterson from Humble Park was working at a farm in 2017. So it makes sense that he fell in love at Green City Farmers Market. She ended up stopping by the stand and of all the things she picked up, it was artichokes. I was so impressed because in our climate, artichokes stay fairly small, and they were a pain to process for cooking. We decided to go on a date the following weekend. It included picking up snacks from Jean's Sausage Shop, a movie in the park, followed by a saber-tooth late-night jazz at the Green Mill. To this day, we're still dating. It's been almost five years. Another story we love was how Walter Driscoll proposed to his wife, Anna. It was so sweet. I planned a trip to the Lincoln Park Zoo. And instead of having 
a photographer waiting in the bushes or something like that and decided to do it in a photo booth. Yes, we saw the photos. You see Walter holding up a ring. And then in the next frame, Anna is laughing all surprised. And then they get this big old smooch at the end. And of course, there's a Lincoln Park line in the middle. About a year later, on uh, February 9th, 2019, we got married and we've been in love and happy ever since. And we're actually celebrating our third anniversary. Coming up, I tell my own story about love and roller skating. Stick around. I'm standing on the sideline of the largest roller skating rink floor in Illinois in a Bologna Ridge City skate, my family's skating rink. It was our inaugural national party. Now, if you've never been roller skating in your life, a national party is like the Grammys or roller skating. I'm talking about some of the greatest roller skaters in America all in one place, showing off their moves, their music, their style. So you got people from Texas doing the slow walk. People from St. Louis doing the ballroom. You got duos doing Kentucky throws, the Ohio stride. They have rolled from California to New York City to Florida, and the music is thumping, the lights is blaring, the fog machines are going. And all of a sudden, a song by the godfather of soul, James Brown, fills the room. That means it's time for Chicago to get on the flow. My mother skates by me and throws me a wink. And now my mom's is one of the best roller skaters in Chicago, which means she one of the best roller skaters of all time. Everybody knows Sweet T when she skates. It's like time stands still. may not have been my dream, but roller skating was in my blood. And I was overjoyed when my family bought the ring, and it quickly became a family affair. My father and uncle became general managers, my grandparents became the CEOs, my mom became the CFO, uncles, aunts, and cousins became various employees working from the snack bar to the stuff shop where we sold like light-up toys, trinkets, and candy, all the way to the skate rental where you had to learn to repair, fix, clean skates. I never seen so much joy in one place. It felt like a family reunion. We was pretty much flying high when I headed off to college a couple years later. Uh, but don't worry, I stayed close enough to visit. I only moved like two hours away. Weekends, holidays, whenever I could get a couple of days off, I headed my ass back to Rich City Skate and for the most part, fell right back into the swing of things. From cleaning up the stuff shop, the snack bar, and the skate rental to skating with my homies till four in the morning. But you know, that that little bit of distance I had created gave me a, a kind of unique vantage point. Like each time I would come back, I would notice something different. I noticed that my folks was fighting a little bit more, arguing. Things didn't really crystallize for me until maybe the middle of my junior year when I got a call from my mother. And she tells me, Kobe, I'm finished. 
me and your father are splitting and I'm walking away from the rink. Wanting so desperately to hold on to the fantasy of this family affair, I beg her, what can I do? What can the family do? How can we turn back the hands of time? And she tells me we can't. After that conversation, the visits started to become less and less frequent. Family members started to feel like they had to choose sides. So when I'd go back, the place started feeling like a ghost of its former self. After I got back to Chicago, the summer of 2016 rolled around and after throwing myself into work and avoiding the rink, I told myself I couldn't possibly miss another annual independence roll. The Rich City Skate National Party, not on our 10 year anniversary. When I arrived, things became a little clearer. Many of the fancy lights and the fog machines were out of order. Those thumping speakers had blown and the largest skating rink floor in Illinois clearly had humps and dips and there was a space that was roped off because the ceiling leaked. But when you looked around, the place was packed. People had rolled in from California to New York to Florida. I look around and I tell myself that it was never about the lights or the speakers or hell even the floor it was always about the people about the culture and the people were here I'm dripping in sweat as I make my way off the floor I'm standing on the sideline when my father skates by me and throws me a wink. See, my stepdad loved to give speeches, so as he walked to the microphone, he started to thank everyone for their love and their support from coming from all over the country for the independence role. He thanks them for having celebrated 10 of these events. And then he announces that this is going to be the last national party because Rich City is closing its doors. I look around as people are hugging and crying. You can hear individuals begging out, how can I help? What can the community do? How can we turn back the hands of time? And my stepdad responds, we can't. I'm staring at this wall filled with pictures. I see this photo of our very first national party. My entire family huddled together with our freshly minted Rich City Skate polos, our smiles as wide as naivety and joy will allow. And I think about how much love was shared in this building. As I finished cleaning, I asked my stepfather for one last favor. And so as I strapped those worn leather boots back to my feet, he made his way into the DJ booth and you could hear that 
Ooh. The intro of the payback play in the background. And I took one last solo skate around the largest floor in Illinois. For so long, I wondered if I hated this place. If I resented it for how much it had supposedly taken from me. But in that moment, it became so clear that building or not, I was always going to be a rich city skater. That was an excerpt from my story, Rich City Skater, which is featured in an anthology of love stories. Check the link in the show notes. Even though many people think Valentine's Day is reserved for the couples, we're celebrating all kinds of love today, especially love for Chicago. Y'all told us about the ways you've fallen in love with this city. Hey, y'all. My name is Nick. I grew up down in Park Forest, and my family ran a furniture store at 91st and commercial for about 70 years. I moved up north to Edgewater about 25 years ago to be closer to the theaters I was working at. And to this day, pretty much every time I'm driving south on Lakeshore Drive and see that skyline, I shake my damn head and I fall in love with the city all over again. Hey, uh, this is Jake Diaz, um, or just Jake, whichever. Uh, I just heard your podcast for the first time, and I love it. And I love the whole love story that you guys are talking about, especially in regards to the city of Chicago. I've lived here for like eight years, and I feel like the city always, like just when I think I'm getting bored with it, it always gives me a little tidbit or some moment that makes me feel so much love for living in the Midwest, and specifically Chicago. The last time I felt this was when I was getting back from a... Uh, concert at Talia Hall, and since I live all the way up in Humboldt Park, and um, Talia Hall's down in Tilson, I decided to take a bike ride, just like, like a little divvy, since it was still nice weather out, um, and I was just like, kind of drunk, which would have made it, honestly, a way more fun and way better, but I was just like biking down Lake Street underneath the green line with the lights, just like hitting me in the most fantastic way in the city, just breathing in and out. And it just made me so happy, and it made me very... Happy to be in such a distinctly Chicago street at a distinctly Chicago venue with like some good people and just damn, it was fucking fun. I don't know, can you guys say fuck? Anyway, uh, love the city and love your podcast. Bye. Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. According to the Chicago Fire Department, the seven firefighters who sustained injuries during a house fire in Roseland have been released from area hospitals. Bulls all-star Zach Levine has been bitten by the injury bug yet again. Our boy Levine going to visit a specialist to get an evaluation and treatment on his sore left knee. Now the team still has two more games before the all-star break. Tonight against the San Antonio Spurs and Wednesday against the Sacramento Kings. And some good news to get you through. Today is the birthday of abolitionist and writer Frederick Douglass. The American Writers Museum downtown has a virtual exhibit exploring Douglass's monumental life, including his participation and protest of the 1893 World's Fair. Thanks for listening. <laughs>
I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. I be tripping. I really be tripping on this thing sometimes. Like.